Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's your boy, Jason Monroe Iglehart, and we are here on the Jake Brown Show. Welcome to the Jake Brown Show, everybody. CBS Radio is played out at iTunes. Spotify is where you find us. We're going to start the show a little something different. I usually do an intro and blah, blah, blah. We have Jeannie in the building, James Monroe Iglehart. What's up? We have uh, the beatboxer extraordinaire, Gray Matter, in the building as well. we got a big crew in here. We're going to start the show with something different, a little bit of a rap battle. We're not going to battle each other because <laughs> I don't really have anything to make fun of you, and I don't think you have much to make fun of me except no, like, man, my please. receding hairline, but we're all We're, we're, we're pretty here. much the same way. Yeah, the only uh, one with hair is you, Gray. Great yeah. matter. So Sorry. great matter was blessed with <laughs> hair. Yeah, right. Uh, so we're gonna start with this. He's gonna give <clears> us. <throat> he's gonna be spitting gray matter. Follow him on Instagram, Twitter, uh, gray matter B box, and it, we're just gonna go at it. I don't think. I don't know. Do you want to do topics? Is, what, what you what you want to talk about, man? Let's see. I can give you topics. Sure. Let's. Just I can. I'll just what, go what, about whatever. Sure. I can keep maybe a sports angle to it. This is you can give, I, you, yeah, I'm good. Let's let's do let's do that right, and see right. see what I do know. Let's I'm not that I'm not that great. So I have like two teams I watch and have been able to watch them lately. But you know we'll you go from there. Books too. You know, That's true. We get that. all the Warriors goes. fan. I'm a huge Warriors exactly. fan. But I've had to, I've had to watch my uh, my sister in law and my sister have been watching for me because I'm a, every time they play I'm at the show. That's so true. I can see like the highlights and my wife hates sports so I have to like sneak over here. That's true. That's valid. All right. All right, here we go. The Jake Brown Show Freestyle. Let's just go off the top freestyle here. Uh, Gray Matter, give me a beat. Am I going to start? Are you going to start? Sure, you the host. You go in. I'll, I'll it's your house. Welcome, everybody, to the Jake Brown Show. The beat. It's a little bit slow, but don't go too fast, cause I'm a little slow. But here we go, it's Genie, take over the flow. Yo, we down the Jake Brown show, coming up, it's the JMEA on this microphone, E to the S, it's the name of Bessa coming through. And yo, that I must confess that it's so nice to be in your house again. Jake Brown kicking it, and oh my friend, of course on the microphone, on the cool beatbox, it's my boy Gray Matter, and he always rocks. Coming from California, mopping up like ammonia cause my team's about to kill and then about to get on ya now who do I say about to put you in a state it's them cool former champions from Golden State we's about to co rock it cause the Warriors is back and by the way I'll be always wearing silver and black cause you know I'm from the Oakland area yo the Raiders be rolling that area now I'ma pass it back cause I got to stay down pass it back to the host the brother the Jake Brown the Raiders really good if we talking about the hood they're 10 and 3 Woo! I got a little wood I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got a little hard. I'm here now, and I'm driving in my car down Whoa. the freeway because outside it's really cold. Show I'm 25, but man, I'm feeling real old. When you look, I ain't got a hair on my head. That's right. Rest in peace. Craig Sager is dead. I'm oh. so. Uh. 
R.I.P. to my man. He was one of the best reporters that you've ever seen, man. I saw him on my flat screen, man. G won a Tony, but that don't matter right now. Rest in peace to a living legend. He wore suits that were so fly. I'm a legend. When I see him on the TV, I'm thinking he's great. Man, there's no one else you would rather hate than anyone that dressed worse than him. He's the best guy that you've ever seen. I got to give it back to Genie right now because I know he's got to salute Craig Sager. Give me something on Craig right now. Let's go. Yo. You got to give it up to the man Suits and all the thing he says as he's absolute. So when he's on that TV, his reporting style may be kind of crazy, but it made me smile. But he ain't the only legend that died this week. I got to bring it up to the man that brings me weak. He is the brother, the growing pains master, the father, Alan Thick. You know, there ain't no father. R.I.P. to the man of the comedy. Wrote all those different songs in the 70s. So I'm going to bring it back. And you know what to do, Jake Brown. Kick it back to the sports type of crew. Tony Award winner. That's right. A chicken dinner. Woo! Rest in peace to another legend, Stuart Scott. Uh. You said I want to get back to sports. Let's do it. Nah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Chris stops, man. Poor Zingus. He's a freaking god. There ain't nobody to see this. Oh, look on your screen. He's the bomb. Yes. Man, he's right. He might be better than my mom. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> mom, I'm really sorry. He shoots three dunks on you and he ain't got a hobby. He's from Latvia and he's on World Star Hip Hop. The only thing on Instagram that you should crop is me. Straight up. I'm a mother effing boss. I'm about to bring it to him. Clean my teeth with some claws. Raiders real good, but the Warriors are better. It's so damn cold. Let me zip up my sweater. <laughs> zip up your sweater. And put your hats on Cause it's really cold out there It's got it going on Now like I said I'm from the Cali I'm from the sunshine So all this cold Is pressing up my mind I can't believe that I'd be sitting here in weather I'd weather Be in California But ever I am here In the NYC Because I want a Tony For playing the genie Ooh. So though I'm on the Broadway And that's what I do I'll be on the great white word way Making it black and blue And if you wanna see me Later on tonight Get your tickets really early 7 o'clock is my flight Metaphorically Speaking, I'm flying on that carpet, whole new world, and I'm bringing it, I won't stop it, because I'll be on the show giving you what you know. It's the Genie Gray Matter on the Jake Brown Show. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ended on that, drop bomb, don't leave him hanging. He's drinking water, he had to get there. Ooh, that was a great ending right there. That is James Monroe Igarhart. Thank you very much, brother. Um, killed it. And a good way to end it here. Go get your tickets to see yes. Aladdin yes. on Broadway. Uh, affordable. 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 Well, when you think, it's funny, you know, people used to say, uh, these tickets are so expensive. Yeah. I can't I can't do this. And when you think that Hamilton is selling tickets for $9,000, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but pretty close. It, it's not. Uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> you're you're, you're, like, oh, you're like, wow, wow. Aladdin is pretty, pretty, pretty affordable. Yes, you know? certainly is. Certainly <laughs> is. Shout out to Brandon Victor Dixon. Uh, Yo, straight up. That's my boy right I'm there. I'm curious. And he was a guy on our last show and. Uh, starring Hamilton, what do mm-hmm. you think of his speech that he made to Pence? I thought it was uh, very respectful. Mm-hmm. I thought it spoke to the times, and I I am always fascinated by folks who want to argue one point and then shut their ears off to the other on both sides of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and theater, sports, 
and all forms of entertainment always seem to walk that fine line of being able to hear both sides because those are the that's the one place in 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 the world where both sides come to be entertained whether it be movies broadway television sports it's all entertainment although it is athletic it's all entertainment um people come to get away from their problems to watch a certain situation and everybody from walks of life sees that but it's something about when one side only wants to hear their own side and wants to go la 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 to the mm-hmm. other so i gave him much credit and he was extremely brave to step out and say hey you know you know soon to be elect vice president prince pence this is what we're hoping you say you're for the people please be for all people it was respectful it wasn't you know wrong or mean or maliceful it was just a plea to uh the powers that be to stick by what you say was that something that you would do do you totally. give him credit for doing it because it would oh, be tough big time yeah i mean you know when you're put in that situation if you if you're asked some people, what's, what's the term? Um, some people are born great and some people have greatness thrust upon them. Mm-hmm. You don't go looking to start a battle with, you know, a government people. But if something happens where you're put in a situation where you have something to say and you're the man to say it, then say it mm-hmm. and stand by it. And he did. And what was funny was he reacted like a grown man. And some of our politicians reacted like children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it, it was. It definitely took courage to do that because he knew Most that definitely. was going to blow up. It was going to oh, go Of course, viral. you you knew. Yeah, you knew it was going to go stupid. I disagree with people. Uh, um, I was going to say betraying, boycotting the show because. But because also, of that? also, here's the thing: you have to both sides. Like I say, mm-hmm. both sides. You need to be able to pick your battles. Pick your battles, and when you're going to battle someone, it's like if you're if I'm battling somebody rapid, you got to know who you're battling. You gonna boycott Hamilton? They're sold out till you know till Jesus come back. <laughs> boycott something else. Yeah. Boycott a concert somebody's doing. Bo- do do that. Don't boycott a show that's already a hit. All you've done is basically sold more tickets. When I was a kid, the, all the parents in the world hated Two Live Crew because they had these terrible, terrible songs. Mm-hmm. And what did Tipper Gore do? Tipper Gore went out and said, these are terrible songs, and we're going to put a parental advisory on them. And you put a parental advisory on them, it's the first thing everybody did. Everybody named Mama went out and bought that terrible album. Two Live Crew was one of the worst rap groups ever, but they became double platinum because someone said, don't go see it. Mm-hmm. All you've done is sold more tickets for Hamilton. And I say thank you. You, you. you brought more people to Broadway. By by telling people not to come, you have brought more people to Broadway because those folks that can't get tickets to Hamilton are now buying tickets to Dear Evan Hansen. They're buying tickets to Aladdin. They're buying tickets to Lion King. Thank you. You just brought more people to NYC. I say thank you. All of you wonderful people who decided to boycott Hamilton. Thank you for paying jeans. Thank you for there, paying basically. my rent. That you are the smartest people you, in the world. You got this in 2014. And yes, I, I did. I watched today the video of your reaction when you were crying and you heard about mm-hmm. it. Uh is it ever going to get old for you? No. Like, no. Do you see yourself doing another role? Like, if this was totally. available to you for the next 30, 20, say 20 years for you to do, do you do it or is it something you'll get sick of? It's not, it's not about getting sick of. It's about can your body do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, Jeannie is the most um, vigorous physical role I've ever played in my life. And I've been doing it uh, offic- unofficially for six years, officially for three. I say six years because 2011 is when we started doing the show um, back in um, back in uh, Seattle when we started with the pilot production. 
and now we moved on to Broadway for three official years on Broadway. And, you know, you do it a long time. I mean, I won't be doing it forever. Someday, some other young brother will step in. I mean, we have a genie in Japan. We have a genie in, um, we have a genie in Japan. We have a genie in Hamburg, Hamburg, Germany. We have a genie in London. We have a genie in Australia. And soon there'll be a genie on tour. And soon someone will come up, some crazy bald-headed black dude with a goatee will come up <laughs> and be the genie on Broadway. And he'll be fantastic and he'll be young and he'll be ready and he'll be what exactly what the people want to see. Adam Jacobs stars as Genie, uh, not Genie, uh, as Aladdin. Aladdin. Excuse me, you're a Genie. Yes. Uh, it's true that his sister is Jasmine in Australia? Y- yes, she is. That brings an awkward scenario if she ever came to America. You know what? Not, not really. <laughs> um, the great part is they would be... <laughs> We would never, ever cast them together. Yeah. Uh, the great part is... Um, she just happens to be one of the most intelligent, one of the most talented, one of the most beautiful ladies in the world. I know Ariel and known her for a while. And that family, the Jacobs family, are just damn talented. Yeah, so when, the, when it came up, you know, for her to play it, they were like, why don't you look at Adam's sister? And of course she went in there and killed it. We knew she would. Mm-hmm. We were just like, um, they do know she can't come here, right? <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah, totally. We know, we understand that. I, so they I, sent it to Australia. I could make like a southern joke like that, but you I'm know, not but do hey, it it the, the, uh, you know, listen, uh, I'm not going to. I, I, I will, I will say that Disney knows. <laughs> you know, Disney know Disney has a moral compass. You know. Gelling with understudies and yeah. guys who aren't on the day to day is it hard for you? No, it's fun because I used to be one. When I when I first started, I was a swing. I, that's that's just a little bit. So understudy just plays the next role. A swing actually understudies all the guys in the in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. And so my first major job was um, I was on this tour of Showboat, and I was the understudy for all those guys. So when I see new people on, all it does is give a new energy. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know when you're in sports, and like you know the guy off the bench comes in, you're like okay. Because you've practiced with them, you also know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 hopefully would have played with them enough where you go, okay, I know where you go. So. Tom Brady knows that well. Sam yeah, back here is a trust. big Patriots fan, unfortunately, and they've signed Michael Floyd. How dare you be a Patriot? Team. How dare you be a Patriot? You know what's funny? I don't hate the I okay. I hate the Patriots because I'm supposed to hate the Patriots, and here's why. Because Tom Brady's one is from the Bay Area. Traitor. Second of all, he's <laughs> uh it was the game between the Raiders and the Patriots all those years ago oh, the, where they made that rule. The Brady about, rule. The yeah, tuck, the, the, yeah, tuck, the, uh, the tuck, tuck rule. rule yeah. Where the Raiders would have went and then like it crumbled the Raiders until like, I don't know, this season. Mm-hmm. Like they never got out of that hole and like <laughs> Black so every, so yeah. everybody has literally like been mad at Tom ever since. We're like, yeah. it's your fault, Tom. It's like, well, you can't fault the brother for being talented. We might have but a you can't. But I, you don't. You don't understand how bad I want that. Then if that's in Oakland, I'm I'm giving it to the Raiders. But oh, I, right please, now, listen, listen. They, but here's the thing: field. they will not. Do, okay, look. There are certain teams, and yes, I'm a conspiracy theory guy. There are certain teams in America that you are not going to put them in a in a losing situation. Like that, like mm. if they're up against the Raiders and the Raiders are hot, you're not gonna let them play in Oakland. You're mm. gonna let them play over there. That's America's team. People can hate them all they want. That's America's team. They ain't putting those yeah. wonderful Kool Aid smile having brothers <laughs> over in the Oakland Coliseum, so those crazy so craziness can ensue. You're no, an no. A's fan too. Not really a big baseball fan, okay. but if I if I have to pick a team, I'm, I'm and an A's your fan. your dubs, you're hyped about right now. Oh, straight up, man. I, I mean, mean well, I've been unstoppable. I've been I've been a fan of the Warriors since you know Sleepy Floyd and all those guys since I was a kid, and it used to be fun to go to the Oakland Coliseum and watch them play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and to watch them now Rick be, Barry. you know, yeah, be at the place, you know, Chris Mullen, be at the place where they where they are now is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I am I do I do find it interesting though. Um, this happens in every field when somebody is hot. There's so many bandwagon folks. You know, when the Warriors got hot, all of a sudden I was I was in New York. I was like, what are these New York people walking around when? You know, hard, yeah. you know, I was like, we we we've been down with the you know the blue and gold forever. Yeah, but I mean, tonight they play my Knicks and we don't have Rose or Melo playing. Oh Jesus so Christ! It's uh already it was already over, but now it's like just they don't even start the game. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that the Warriors don't get complacent like they did last year. Mm-hmm. I think we had that series. I think it was. We think we could have killed it, and I think there were moments where we were we got into a Laker moment. We got into Showtime instead of game time. Showtime is great for the Lakers. That's Laker ball. Warriors, we are we are all about defense and we are all about those threes cuz we got we got Hawkeyes on those on the on the boards and we can shoot. And so go for it. Play play our game. No, you just when you're when you're playing, it's not it's not the time to do showtime when you got a guy like LeBron and his team. Mm-hmm. They, you know, sometimes when when we can see we can see the end zone. We 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 can see the end game, I should say. We see the championship. We see the glittery, you know, championship. And they're seeing, I must win the team. I must beat this team. And that they were hungry. They were hungry. We were hungry too. But it literally made me feel. <laughs> Last year, when we, the year before we won the championship, this year we lost, and now this year, it felt like a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. It's like last year yeah. was Warriors 2, where we lost the championship. We said, oh my God, what happened? And then they had to get back into the gym and train. Then they got Durant. Now, we got, now we're ready to go. This year, I think, there will be no showtime. It's just about winning and taking over. Well, Curry was also hurt in the finals last That's year. That's true. Which, which is big. Um, so yeah. that factored in. James Monroe Igahar is in the building. Follow him on Twitter at James M. Igahar and Instagram JM Igahar. Uh, go check out Aladdin. I saw it and it was awesome. And it was. And thank you for the shout out, by the way. Of he course. shouted me out during Friend Like Me, <laughs> uh, which I didn't expect. The girl I was with noticed it before I did. And I was like, oh, nice. And You uh, owe me for that. I do. Uh, <laughs> steak dinner. Steak dinner coming up. Um, but. What's interesting about it, if you haven't seen it, is that you are interactive with the crowd. It's a lot different than a normal Broadway yes. show where it's robots and it's like we'll, we'll say our lines. You interact, and I think I went after Halloween. You talked about like Halloween candy. You brought up like Uber. You brought up things that are like today. Yeah. It's like our lives. Where did that start? And uh, I mean, I like it. So. It started with actual film. The first yeah. in 1992, uh, there was a you know well, there was a resurgence of Disney, um, what they call it, the Renaissance of Disney animation in 88, 89 with Little Mermaid, and then of course with um, Beauty and the Beast. And then when they went with Aladdin, they went a whole different direction. They broke the fourth wall, something that Disney was not known for doing. Mm-hmm. And be, and they broke it because they had two very specific actors in the show, in the movie. They had Gilbert Gottfried and they had the legendary yeah. Robin Williams. And these two guys don't stay on script. They just don't. You could put something in front of them, but they're going to do their own thing. That's mm-hmm. just what they're known for. And so Disney said, hey, you know, we're going to take a chance. We've never done anything like this before. We're going to take a chance. And Genie was able to break the fourth wall. And at the time, if you look at the movie now, it's still a classic, but it is a little dated only because some of the references that that the Genie makes, you know, most people don't know who... um, you know, William F. Buckley is. Some people, half of us remember who Arsenio Hall is, half of us don't. You know, it all depends. Uh, but there are a couple of characters in there that he just broke and went into whoever's popular at that time. So when they started doing the show uh, with me in it, um, you want to make references 
to things that are happening so that the audience, one, feels like feels like this is their show, and two, you also want to jolt them out a little bit and let them see, oh my gosh, this is happening live right now. Mm-hmm. I say mostly 90% the same thing every night, but then that 10%, I say something different so that each show is different and the audience gets a little bit different of something. And the ushers talk to me about it, the merchandise people talk to me about it, mm-hmm. like, ooh, tonight you said this. Or if like there's a hype song on the radio right now that it's clean enough for a Disney show, I'll throw that in. Juju on a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so there's certain songs I'm like, like, how come you haven't done this one? I'm like, well, that's not really family appropriate, so I can't say it. Uh, that's, I love that tune. I yeah. thought that was great. Uh, Genie's in the building. Jake Brown show played at iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you started in Bat Boy and you were in Greece, correct? <laughs> that's yes. how this all began. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I've been doing shows for a long time, but the shows that got me recognized in the Bay Area uh, were Greece and the show called Bat Boy. Who were you in Greece? I was Teen Angel. Hmm. Greece is one of my favorite things ever. In Teen uh, Greece. Well, here's the funny thing. It's like I'm, chicken parm I'm and then pro- like Greece. I'm probably going to get so, <laughs> in so much trouble for this. Um, I love Greece, but I also have a, a love hate relationship with Greece. Really? Why? Uh, because of the moral story it gives to little girls. Okay. This little girl named Sandy is a straight A student and she comes to this town and meets this if you bring it nowadays to art, they just want to be gangster and his gang. Now he now she's met this boy on the beach. They have a wonderful time. She has no idea he's a hood rat. And then they get back to school and when she meets him, she sees the hood rat version of Danny. Now all she has to do is stay on the path. She's got a great career. Everything's going well. But at the end of the story, what does she do? She stops being herself. She starts smoking. She starts dressing like, you know, a hood rat herself just to keep the guy. Now, the guy is about to change his life. He's about to get out of the game, take off the leather jacket, put on, get his grades together so he can talk to this girl. And the minute she shows up with some tight jeans and, some tight, and a tight shirt, he's like, oh, cool. I'm going to be a gangster. I'm going to be a gangster, too. And I'm basically telling little girls, in order to get a man, change yourself completely. And so I kind of have you this love. About this oh, gosh. Yeah. That, and I, you know, that, there Every time I watch it, I'm like, no, Sandy, don't change. You know, at the end of the movie, she's like, I know what I have to do. No, girl, go to school. There's other dudes. There's other people. You don't need Danny. You know? Damn. Tell us how you really feel. You know? It's the same way I feel about West Side Story. Every time I see West Side Story, people say, oh, why don't you like West Side Story? I'm like, well, West Side Story is a modern version of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet was made in a time where there were no phones. Not cell phones, just not even phones. Alexander Graham Bell wasn't even born yet. So I understand why Juliet, why, why Romeo didn't get the letter that it was fake. Tony, there's a, there's a payphone in the store he works at. He could have called Maria and said, hey girl, I'm not going to the fight. Why don't me and you get out of here together? But no, he doesn't call. He goes down there, shoot somebody. Somebody's dead. And what, what, what is this? There's a phone in there. <laughs> and my, phone, my brother's always like, it's a classic show. I'm like, it's a phone in there. There's a big hole in the story. So <laughs> My brother and dad were together in West Side Story in high school. And it was the funniest thing because you had my nana and pop, my mo- dad's mom and dad. Yeah. My dad's mom in the crowd like, Bobby, go Bobby. And then you got my, my mom saying, go Ben. Right. <laughs> and I remember rehearsing the lines like, the river, the park. Yeah. And his stuff. that was like the one thing I remember because my dad had a New York accent. Yeah. Uh, Who was he playing? Krupke? He's just, oh, of Krupke. course. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Both are great shows. 
shows and I love both the shows. Teen Angel like changed my life. I played Teen Angel and there was a gospel version of Teen Angel which was based on a legendary actor uh, named Billy Porter. He was the first one to do Teen Angel that way. And when they brought um, you know uh, Grease to the Bay Area, I got to play it and the people noticed me. And then Bat Boy came out and I went did a bunch of characters in that. And that's kind of where the New York folks who you know that we in the Bay Area a lot of New York folks came to do the Bay to act. Mm-hmm. And when they saw me, they kept saying, "How come you aren't in New York?" And it was the fr- that was the first time I was like, "Okay, maybe I should, you know, give this New York thing a try." All right, we're on Grease now. That makes me want to do this. Can we do like a run through of a couple of Grease songs? Gray Matter, hop in in the background. Straight just up, give, give us. You don't have to give the exact beat, but just a little beatbox in the background. He starts a cappella. Just see if it doesn't work, then don't do it. Uh, we can, we can okay, try so it. Start uh, with Summer Nights. Okay, uh, God, I don't know the words. It's funny. I only know teenagers. Like, Summer loving. Heaven of land, summer loving, happen so fast. I met a girl crazy for me, and she was cute as can be. Uh, oh, go grease lightning, never went a quarter of a mile. Grease lightning, go grease lightning, go grease lightning, da 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 da. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. That's a feel pop pop in a feel have a grease lightning. You're the one that I want. Yeah, the one that I want. Do 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 do. Ooh honey, the one that I want. Do Oh me. Look at me, I'm Sandra D, dripping with virginity. Don't go to bed till I'm properly wet. Ooh, look, I'm Sandra D. And you ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> Crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. Uh, you ain't never caught a rabbit and you ain't no friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fire in the building. The genie's doing grease. He's Look, doing trust me, it everything. is a it is a fun show it though. Is. I mean, from start to finish. It actually what's really funny is that show, people don't, people know it now as the family show a grease. But when that bad boy first came out, it was controversial. Mm-hmm. Because you had teenagers and stuff cussing on stage and talking about things people hadn't talked about before. And they pulled no punches, you know, they, they actually toned it down for the film. Oh, it's like Elvis on Late Night when they couldn't show his lower body because yeah, of the movie. you know, I did. mean, the way those boys were talking when they first did Grease was a whole different, you know, parents were like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you won a Tony Award in 2014. Yeah. What did that mean to you? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, I've, I've been a huge fan of Broadway all my life, mm-hmm. and I started really, really, really getting into it when I was a teenager. So I'd watch the Tonys all the time, you know, and watch great artists win. You know, um, the first Tony I really remember, um, I didn't even get to see, but it was uh, the the guy who played the Lion and the Wiz in the seventies. Name was Ted Ross. He won the award that I won, Best Featured Actor. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the other significant award was watching it in nineteen ninety six. I was doing my first show out of town. Um, I was early twenties, probably twenty one, and I saw Chuck Cooper win his. Tony for uh, the the show called The Life, mm-hmm. and uh, now I know him. He's a legend in this business, and so to win that award, uh, the same award those two guys won, is like crazy and amazing. And it was the one thing I love about the Tonys was everybody performs live. Everybody, you know, you would watch them, and you go, if you couldn't get to New York, that was your one time a year to be able to see what was on Broadway. And you know, California, New York seemed literally a million miles away, and so to to be there and then was crazy. Can you win in my? Best DJ Khaled impression. Another one. Like, can you win? No, two? you can't. But you, 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 not for the same role. 
Okay, so you um, can't win um, like 2016. No, but you could. Okay, say. Like, what would be another one you could win that you would be eligible to win? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, so it's it. No, I mean, unless. That um, makes it extra special. Right. Like a you know, you, you, one time thing. And also, I mean, unless they. Unless Aladdin closed and, like, came back 20 years from now as a revival and I came back and played the genie, I could win again. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, while it's on, no. It's always whatever the new show is, whatever the new revivals are. Do you receive interest from other, like,. For other shows that people sure while you're doing this, but you yeah, can't sure. do both. Obviously, it's no. It also, busy yeah, yeah, it's a, ch- it's a choice of whether to do. I mean, I still do readings. Like, do we know the readings of new shows? I love doing that. Mm-hmm. I I keep myself preoccupied with voiceovers. I do commercials. I am a part of a, a, a can't talk too much about it, but I'm a part of a brand new Disney cartoon that's coming out uh, for the Disney Channel uh, next next summer called Tangled: The Animated Series. So basically, uh, you saw Tangled the movie, and it was Rapunzel and uh, Flynn Rider, and then there was a little DVD that came out that showed them getting married. This is the story in between what happened when she went back to the castle and them getting married, and I play one of uh, Flynn's friends, and it's all these different adventures, and they're really good. Like, usually uh, the princess stories are a little like, oh, you know, way too, you know, Mm -hmm. little princessy. Nah, Rapunzel and her crew are like down, and it's fun, and everybody can watch it. Mom, dad, the brothers, everybody can watch it. It's it's funny, and it's still romantic and fun, uh, but it's 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 a whole family thing. Everybody can dig it. And you also do other shows. You have a show at NJ Pack, January twenty eighth, Walnut Creek, February third. You had the shows that I missed, unfortunately, at Fine Seas, 54th and Below. Tell us about those shows. And what those them. shows are both, uh, the, the show is called How the Heck Did I Get Here? Mm-hmm. And I have a, a great affinity for solo shows like uh, like Whoopi Goldberg, John Leguizamo, Richard Pryor, those people who get up and like do like basically stand-up comedy, but mine is like stand-up with, with music. Mm-hmm. And so I basically tell my life story of uh, being a kid, wanting to be a singer, starting off in church, all the way to friend like me. And um, I sing everything from gospel to country to rock to I freestyle just so folks can see what it was. Because when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a rapper. So I put that in the story. And it's a lot of fun. And we did it at 54 Below. And now we're doing it at NJ Pack January 28th. And I'm bringing the show back to California for the first time. I haven't performed in California in probably over eight years. He's coming home. And so I'm coming home. He's coming home. And I'm coming to Walnut Creek and I'm telling all my homeboys, my homegirls, all my family out there to come and check out the show. Do you have a rap name? I do, I do. Uh, When I'm with Freestyle Love Supreme, I'm J-Soul. J-Soul. And the reason why I'm J-Soul is because we have David Diggs, who's one of the most baddest lyricists in the history of life. We have Lin Manuel Miranda, who has basically rewritten hip hop history. Uh, he's and, Hamilton. Yeah, he's Hamilton. Yeah. You know, and then we uh, we also have Utkarsh Imbakar, who was one of the you know baddest MCs. The, the uh, Utkarsh, the U T K, the I N C, and then uh, we have uh, Two Touch. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thanks, great man. We have Two Touch. <laughs> you know, who's our who's our leader, and so we, and then Chris Jackson, who is C Jack. So C Jack, myself, and Arthur the. G- Geniuses, we are the singers of the show, and the other guys are the rappers of the show. Shockwave, Grey Matter are also the beatboxers of the show. So when we all get together, I stay more in the vocal style. So we freestyle. I freestyle songs. So while the other brothers like totally take on the hip hop style, we come up with the R and B hooks and all that kind of stuff and make it fun. I realized True. when I was I was looking through uh, that you were in Memphis. I believe I saw Memphis, and you might yeah. have been in it when I saw. Was it 2010? Oh, I was in, I was in Memphis from 2009 to 2012. I I was another. Show I was in forever. Uh, I started that show and I ended that show. When, when have they like said like, all right, this is going to go two or three more. Like Aladdin is a timeless classic. Yes, but all shows come to an end. Like, yeah. Do they have a time frame? No. It, it's mm-hmm. when the people stop coming. 
Mm-hmm. When the, when, you know, and they, they sell out all the time. Yo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lion King's still going on. I went there when I was like 10 years mm-hmm. old. I think. Yeah. Lion King is one yeah, of the longest reigning yeah. shows ever. Like, there's, like, as of right now, it's Lion King, Chicago, uh, Wicked, and Phantom of the Opera. Hmm. Been on forever. And and actually, there's another long reigning show, uh, The Fantastics, which is an off Broadway show, mm-hmm. which is basically the longest running show in New York City. Bad Boy's been going off forever. <laughs> so Aladdin will never end. It's just going to go to... If everything goes according to plan, uh, Aladdin will never end. And there will... Well, the great thing about it is it's such a great story. It, it transcends actors. There mm-hmm. will be another Aladdin. There will be another Jasmine. There will be another Genie. And the story will move on. And the great thing about it is Adam Jacobs, Courtney Reed, myself, uh, Jonathan Freeman... Um, Don Daryl Rivera, Brian Gonzalez, these guys, these wonderful people <clears throat> have put their stamp on uh, Clifton Davis, who plays, who's a legendary man in te- television and film. Uh, have pu- uh, he plays the Sultan. They've put their stamp on these roles so that whoever comes in has a great platform to stand on to take the show to the next level. And, um, and also, it's a, it's a great story. So as long as you got people there who are willing to give all the energy that they can and never forget what it's like to be a kid and how to tell a story to a to a kid. And it's not that it's for kids. It's just that if you could tell a story to a kid, you'd be amazed how many adults get into it. I'm it, amazed. It, it, it's, it's, it's this holiday season, right? Yeah. And we are all, no, we're not. He's too young. I am in my forties. You're still in your thirties. This I'm twenty. Not 30s. You're not, you're 30, 20. I'm, I'm giving you. I'm only. We're really all good. Okay, I'm almost so twenty-five. Bad. I'm giving some good like I'm happy about <laughs> it. The right, right. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That, uh, when you watch, you know, we all watched Santa Claus is Coming to Town, starring Mickey Rooney, when we were kids. Yes. This bad boy has been on for fifty thousand years. It came mm. out in nineteen seventy-four. The Grinch came out in nineteen seventy something. We all still watch it. We, now it's supposed to be for kids but when it comes on we as adults still watch it it's how you tell a story if the story's good enough it doesn't matter whether you are 5 50 or 99 if the story's good enough it will keep you engaged Aladdin is good enough and it will keep you engaged and if you're smart as a man you will bring your girl to Aladdin because it's got a romantic story and it's a great date night so if you're brilliant get your girl get some tickets to Aladdin once the flying carpet hits bruh it's pretty much done. Just pretty, just bring it to the theater. You ain't got to. If you ain't yeah. got no game, bring it to Broadway. You don't got to talk. Just sit down, let her watch the show. I agree. It's a great day. <laughs> I brought my girl to go see it. I came to come see you, but you had bronchitis oh the week that we Oh, so that's right. It. You told me about them. Sorry. I was oh. like, no. So I, have to go, I have to go buy some affordable tickets and come yes. see you. Yes, come, come, you come talk to me. You know me. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's the real panty dropper when you get the shout out too. I was. Bro, like, hey, I was I was like, uh My homeboys, I mean, here, here's the fun know. thing. My homeboys used to, uh, they used to dog me for being in Broadway, right? Me being on shows. Like, man, you gonna do that, that Broadway songs and stuff? Mm-hmm. I said, look, I'm gonna help you out. You wanna show your girl you got some class? Yeah, take her to a musical. Girls are like shocked like, about like, musicals. Right, right. Like so the- you bring your girl to a musical. And she's shocked, one, because it's a whole night. She has to dress up. You take her to dinner. Yeah, you take yeah. her to a show. You have planned you because you know you don't plan jack squat. You oh, know every time no. you go out, your girl plans everything. Even if you say, yeah. I'd like to do it, she ends up planning it. Oh, yeah. But you have planned it. Oh, you yeah. bought the tickets. Oh, you yeah. find the restaurant. By the end of the night, she's like, oh, my God. Girl, he didn't plan something for me. I don't. I got to get. I got to do something. <laughs> Next thing you know, hey, all right. And I just want to 
thank you on Twitter for this wonderful present I've given every male out You've there. You've got many men draws. I've said that. A lot of guys have gotten draws thanks to James Monroe Igohart. Uh He stars in Aladdin. Go check it out. Follow him on Twitter, James M. Igohart. Go see his shows, NJ Pack, Walnut Creek, if you're on the West Coast. Yes. Uh, also, check out the Facebook page. We'll have a web extra, a little two-minute web extra here where he will go through uh, Disney songs <laughs> and Grey Matter will attempt to beatbox. I will certainly yes. attempt it. I'll give it a shot for you guys. So go watch that. Uh, yeah. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow him at Grey Matter Beatbox. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Always great talking to you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for being back, brother. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.